Thinking Fast and Slow by Daniel Kahneman. One sentence summary. Thinking fast and slow shows you how two systems in your brain are constantly fighting over control of your behavior and actions, and teaches you the many ways in which this leads to errors in memory, judgment, and decisions, and what you can do about it. My favorite quote from the author is, Nothing in life is as important as you think it is, while you are thinking about it. Daniel Kahneman Say what you will, they don't hand out the Nobel Prize for economics like it's a slice of pizza. Ergo, when Daniel, Daniel Kahneman does something, it's worth paying attention to. His 2011 book, Thinking Fast and Slow, deals with the two systems in our brain, whose fighting over who's in charge makes us prone to errors and false decisions. It shows you where you can and can't trust your gut feeling and how to act more mindfully and make better decisions. Here are three good lessons to know what's going on up there. 1. Your behavior is determined by two systems in your mind, one conscious and the other automatic. 2. Your brain is lazy and thus keeps you from using the full power of your intelligence. 3. When you're making decisions about money, leave your emotions at home. Want to school your brain? Let's take a field trip through the mind. Thinking fast and slow, lesson 1. Your behavior is determined by two systems in your mind, one conscious and the other automatic. Here's answers the question, what are the two systems in your brain? Kahneman labels the two systems in your mind as follows. System 1 is automatic and impulsive. It's the system you use when someone sketchy enters the train and you instinctively turn towards the door and what makes you eat the entire bag of chips in front of the TV when you just wanted to have a small bowl. System 1 is a remnant from our past, and it's crucial to our survival. Not having to think before jumping away from a car when it honks at you is quite useful, don't you think? System 2 is very conscious, aware, and considerate. It helps you exert self-control and deliberately focus your attention. This system is at work when you're meeting a friend and trying to spot them in a huge crowd of people as it helps you recall how they look and filter out all these other people. System 2 is one of the most recent additions to our brain and only a few thousand years old. It's what helps us succeed in today's world, where our priorities have shifted from getting food and shelter to earning money, supporting a family and making many complex decisions. However, these two systems don't just perfectly alternate or work together. They often fight over who's in charge and this conflict determines how you act and behave. Thinking fast and slow, lesson 2. Your brain is lazy and causes you to make intellectual errors. This answers the question, what are some of the errors the fight between system 1 and 2 causes us to make? Here's an easy trick to show you how this conflict of two systems affects you. It's called the bat and ball problem. Here it goes. A baseball bat and a ball cost $1.10. The bat costs $1 more than the ball. How much does the ball cost? I'll give you a second. Got it? Well, if your instant and initial answer is 10 cents for the ball, I'm sorry to tell you that system 1 has successfully tricked you. Do the math again. And? Once you spend a minute or two actually thinking about it, you'll probably see that the ball must cost 5 cents. Because then, if the bat costs $1 more, the bat costs $1.05, and combined, the two cost $1.10. Fascinating, right? Well, what happened here? 
When system 1 faces a tough problem it can't solve, it'll call system 2 into action to work out the details. But sometimes your brain perceives problems as simpler than they actually are. System 1 thinks it can handle it, even though it actually can't, and you end up making a mistake. Why does your brain do this? Well, just as with habits, your brain wants to save energy. The law of least effort states that your brain uses the minimum amount of energy for each task that it can get away with. So when it seems system 1 can handle things, it won't activate system 2. In this case though, it leads you to not use all of your IQ points, even though you'd actually need to, so our brain limits our intelligence by being lazy. Thinking fast and slow, lesson 3. When you're making decisions about money, leave your emotions at home. This answers the question, which system should we use when making financial decisions? Even though Milton Friedman's research about economics built the foundation of today's work in the field, eventually we came to grips with the fact that the homo economicus, the man or woman who only acts based on rational thinking, first introduced by John Stuart Mill, does not quite resemble who we are. Imagine these two scenarios. Scenario number one. You're given $1,000. Then you have the choice between receiving another fixed $500 or taking a 50% gamble to win another $1,000. Scenario number two. You're given $2,000. Then you have the choice between losing a fixed $500 or taking a gamble with a 50% chance of losing another $1,000. Which choice would you make for each one? If you're like most people, you would rather take the safe extra $500 in scenario 1, but would gamble in scenario 2 when it's about the loss. Yet, the odds of ending up at $1,000, $1,500 or $2,000 are the exact same in both scenarios. The reason you would choose differently has to do with loss aversion. We're a lot more more afraid to lose what we already have as we are keen on getting more. We also perceive value based on reference points. Starting at $2,000 makes you think you're in a better starting position, which you want to protect. And lastly, we get less sensitive about money, which is called the diminishing sensitivity principle, the more we have. The loss of $500 when you have $2,000 seems smaller than the gain of $500 when you only have $1,000, so you're more likely to take a chance. The point is, be aware of these things. Just knowing your emotions try to confuse you when it's time to talk money will help you make better decisions. Try to consider statistics, probability, and when the odds are in your favor, act accordingly. Don't let emotions get in the way where they have no business. After all, rule number one for any good poker player is leave your emotions at home. My personal takeaways from thinking fast and slow for 2017. The last point I would like to iterate on, because it's so important to me, I think the scenario is really great. Um, it's, a, it's a great example. You have 1,000, you're offered another 500. Man, everyone takes the 500 safe. They don't want to gamble for the 2,000. You have 2,000, you can lose 500 or lose up to 1,000, and everyone takes the gamble. Um, super interesting study. Uh, so... That might not be always that might not always be possible, but I try to whenever I can make up statistics like this. So 
I will say, well, what are my odds of gaining X from this? And what are my odds of losing? And then try to come up with this simple 60-40, 50-50, 40-60, whatever the percentages end up being, even if they're just estimates, of the probability of me losing or gaining the money. And then, because what you, what you do when you come up with these, or when you at least try to estimate these, is you're setting up this little statistical experiment for yourself, and the benefit of it is, if you do the experiment, you're already talking yourself into making the more rational decision. So when you find out, okay, I'm going to spend $1,000 on an app, my chance is about 70% of losing it all and 30% chance of making an extra $3,000. So the average this whole thing comes out to is 0 0.3 times 3,000. Okay, so I'm, I stand to... Uh, make 1k and then I have the additional zero from the 70% that I might lose it all so you're expecting to make 1k from this all right good decision let's go so uh, that really really helps you to just put it into perspective and I made that uh, made up that example the numbers might not 100% add up although I think they should um, that really helps you stick with the statistics side and stick with the rational decisions it's so important when it comes to money uh, and the second thing I have, there are situations when you actually want to be in situation in system one and not just situations where there's danger and you have to jump from something or so the classic example. Um, I think I read this in another book. For example, if you're a pro basketball player or an artist uh, or piano player, or whatever, and you want to perform, you have a performance coming. Um, you practice and practice and practice and you during practice you're really in the flow and you have everything going and so on and so forth. Um, but when you're about to perform, you actually want to be in system one because system one is what allows flow. So don't overthink it when you're about to go on stage and think, ah, I'm going to do this, I'm going to look good for the audience here. No, no, don't try to think a lot. Just hum a track in your head, a song in your head or something like that. Try to distract yourself. Because when you go out and perform in system one, you will perform effortlessly, you won't be stressed, and you won't think about what you're doing, you'll just do what you've practiced. And your your uh, mind will recall your muscle memory and so on, and that works fine. So um, during a performance, just one example, it's better to be in system one than in system two, because system two will paralyze you by overthinking. Just keep in mind, these two systems are, are always working, always... Uh, the forces are always at play. Try to be mindful of them. I hope it helps you make better decisions, especially with money. And see you on the next summary.